Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. It's time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text those questions into 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Hey, I want to play you a, a cut from uh, your favorite guy, Colin Cowherd. He's got, oh, an I- he's, he's, got an uh. he's got an idea as to what the Seahawks, what he thinks they should do with the roster moving forward. Okay. Take, a li- take a listen. I wonder if I'd go to the Saints, get as much as I could, trade Bobby Wagner. They need draft picks. And then I went and got a Tyler Huntley, somebody who's kind of a little bit like Russ. Let's let's see him play for a year. It's okay. Belichick took a step back for a year. Sean Payton's taken a step back. But if you had to move him, what is equal value? What do you think, John? You trade uh, Russ to the Saints. Apparently you trade Bobby somewhere, $18 million, a 30-plus-year-old linebacker he's gonna I, I don't i don't know it seems like a grand plan what do you think uh i think he's crazy i mean it's <laughs> like know? he's like can't can, he cannot be any more wrong on anything he's missed it every single time i mean didn't <laughs> hear the comments uh yesterday russell saying that you know because of the no trade clause and he's not upset about the no trade clause is that uh you know he wants to finish his career here in seattle he wants to win super bowls and win them here in seattle doesn't he listen to this stuff and then on top of it uh the stupid colin coward doesn't realize that the saints have cap problems they can't fit in russell wilson's contract yeah it's <laughs> stupid and then on top of it, they, they're picking up bobby wagner's contract is this guy not an idiot Eh, I don't know uh, what he. I think he likes these reactions. What's that? Idiot. Oh, I was just going. Is he? Yeah, not I know, an but idiot? He's I mean, an idiot. can yeah. uh, it's like he keeps on going over this with his conversations with Mark Rogers and all that stuff, and he can't leave it alone. It's like you know. And so, so Seattle is going to get rid of Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson and be a four-win team for three years in a row. Boy, that sure is going to keep the fans happy. Yeah, we see how they're responding to one losing yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah, stretch yeah, it to four. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, they'd get rid of everybody. Uh, well, how about yeah, we get well, rid of Colin Coward? Hey, how about that? Well, I'll tell you what, John. It could have been worse. It could have been if uh, we were playing you sound about Colin Coward talking about Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. Oh, That would have been worse. Well, did, worse. did he have good comments about that? <clears throat> you know, you got to assume they were out there somewhere. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe talking about him signing with another team somewhere this year. Or I, I don't know. I'm, I I said it to you yesterday, John. I'm still surprised at how many of the talking heads have said mm-hmm. they expect to see him on another roster. And how about what he, what he did today? Uh, today he comes out, and now he rips Tom Brady. He says, Tom Brady's a phony friend, a phony friend who only wanted me because it helped him win a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, he he, he let him live in his house with his wife, his family, all those different things. And now he's a phony friend. I mean, give me a break. What a jerk, man. I mean, mean, talk about sticking your neck out for a guy, letting him live with you, making the case for him. Because because remember, Bruce Arians initially said, no, 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 I don't don't want want anything to do with him. And now he got burned. And Bruce Arians is probably behind the scenes going to Tom going, yeah, that worked out well. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like uh, you, you can just, just shake your head and say, can he just uh, you know, stop? But he, I, he can't. Again, he's got mental issues. 
He's got to take care of the mental issues. He can't worry about football, anything else. I mean, you know, I, I still love the fact that he was 24 receiving catches short of a, an incentive. And he had the final two weeks of the season to get the 24 catches. And, of course, he's missed 10 games this year. And he wanted a million-dollar advance and a guarantee on the incentives. And then he was mad when they didn't give it to him. Yeah, well, and that's a lot of catches. Yeah, I mean, 24 catches. And, I mean, because, again, you're talking two about weeks, right? yeah, two, two weeks, 24 catches, 24 and a half catches. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, I, I don't know. I, I think it kind of makes Tom Brady look better. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, he, he's ripping him. And anytime Antonio Brown says anything, you can pretty much go opposite and be right. But mm-hmm. uh, hey, uh, how would you react to uh, the news of Bobby being officially out? Surprising. I'm not, I'm not then, surprised. No, it was an yeah. MCL, uh, PCL injury, even though it was, it was not major. I, w- I would have been stunned if he played. So I think it's the wise thing to do. Uh, why you know, risk him to further injury in a game that's now, you know, it's not meaningless. It's meaningful for the Seahawks. But again, it's not meaningful for Bobby Wagner. I mean, you know, Bobby needs to then start thinking about how he wants to shrink his contract and, you know, do that type of stuff and stay with the team, which, you know, at the last uh, juncture of his press conference, he said that, uh, you know, he's optimistic. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, looking at seeing Tyler Huntley is going to get the start again, that Jackson's out once again. Boy, that, that initially seemed like it was like, yeah, he tweaked his ankle, sprained yeah. his ankle, but should be okay. It was, it was Just the way it was being talked about seemed like it was going to be fairly minor, but that thing's lingering. This is, I mean, he's going to miss his fourth straight game now. With yeah, that, I, think that he's, I think he's not practiced in 25, 24 or 25 uh, practices. And, uh, you know, and that's the, the one thing that I think people were worried about. I know I was with the way that he runs and as great as he is running the football, he was eventually going to get leg problems. Yeah. Well, sure enough, what's he have right now? He's got a bad ankle that's held him back all season and cost the team a chance to go to the playoffs this year. Now, again, they're not officially ruled out. I mean, they're eight and eight, but they've lost five in a row. They started at eight and three and now they're in really bad shape. I like they've lost five in a row with Tyler, and it's not. I'm not no. saying it's Huntley's fault, no. but in a five-game losing streak, he's become. You, you heard Cowherd there. Trade for Huntley. Get Huntley. Like he's become this. You know this yeah. darling of everybody. I'm like the guy's played in six games this year, five of which they've lost. Mm-hmm. How, how is he that all of a sudden he's the next superstar in the making? I know it's like uh, you know because again, again, people like Colin Cowherd apparently just don't know football. And if that being the case, it's like, uh, you know, and he keeps on talking football. Hey, Colin, I mean, you were an Oregon guy. I mean, talk college football, talk uh, baseball. Just stay away from football. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, uh, I love that uh, the last uh, the last week they've got all these divisional matchups. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and I'm not, not sure if you've looked through the, the slate of games, but there's some pretty good ones, John. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh at uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got, well, the Browns, that's not great, playing, hosting Cincinnati. But, you know, I, I think the one that's probably the most, well, two of them, other than our game, I mean, you've got the Niners who have beaten the Rams right. five times in a row. You think that's going to happen again? Uh, I'm leaning toward the Rams this time because the 49ers had such problems at the cornerback position because I don't know how many cornerbacks are going to be able to come off the COVID list. You know, they were at one point this week down four cornerbacks. And if that's going to be the case, it's like, you know, who's going to be out there to cover those guys? I mean, it's like it could be a big day for Odell Beckham Jr., certainly a big day for Cooper Cup. And it's like if you don't have coverage, you have very little chance. And so I think right now the Rams have a great chance to win. And I think if that's the case, what they win the division. 
Yep. Hey. Very, very motivated, that's for sure. And that, yeah. the other thing is, you know, if uh, if the Seahawks lose and the San Francisco 49ers win, then Arizona, for the first time since 2015, wins the NFC West. So plenty to plenty to play for. Oh, Any yeah. Then, of course, I mean, you got the uh, – the game between the Chargers and the Raiders, yeah, which is was... you know playoff caliber. Indianapolis still has a chance to uh, win a playoff spot. They play Jacksonville, so yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things. And then you know in the NFC, uh, you know things are pretty well taken care of for the most part. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if there's going to be an upset or two. Hey, outside of Green Bay, who who in the NFC do you think? Uh, you know, we're talking about the Cardinals, yeah. the Rams. Is, is there a team you think is a sleeper? When you when you narrow it down, I don't know if it's possible to be a sleeper, but the team that you think maybe deserves more respect than they're getting currently. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Dallas, uh, because say what you want about Dallas. I mean, they've been disappointing now for more than a month. But again, and, and they've won the division. They won it pretty early. But I think they they could be a little bit of a sleeper if they can get healthy at the wide receiver position. They've got Dak Prescott. They've got a defense that's doing very well. Naturally, in this last game coming up here, they won't have Micah Parsons because he's on COVID-19, but they'll have him for the playoffs. So I think they could be you know one of the sleeper type of teams. Maybe it's just because we're watching them. I, I, I kind of like the Colts. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But, but, I mean, again, it's like uh, I don't know how far they can go. But, uh, and, yeah. you know, by the way, I'm all caught up on uh, Hard Knocks, which is good. Now, is this, was this the last version uh, la- on Wednesday? The last, aren't they going through the final game? I don't know. Well, th- this is, sure. this, uh, Bob, this is the final game. No, no, no. But oh. you're, the, so there should be an episode following it. The, oh, yeah. Sort of I, I, that, that I don't know. That, yeah, uh, that's what I was question. thinking. Oh, okay. I was thinking it would go through the final game to uh-huh, where we'd uh-huh. see it next week. And I don't know about the playoffs. But it's. Man, I think it's fantastic. I don't know if the Colts love it or hate it, but I, mm-hmm. I I love how it's done. I think the production is great. I think it's interesting. Have you liked? I know you said there was too much at home stuff. You don't care about that. You no, I I, I sit through that. I mean, it's like I, I can probably watch it in like twenty three, twenty four minutes as opposed to forty five. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's not because I don't like to hear the individual stories of players. I just want to hear the football stuff. Yeah, well, yeah it's like some of the meetings, some of the practices, definitely the games, all those different things. Those are the things I want to see. I, yeah, I will yeah. say this though. I thought, sorry, Dave. I, I, oh, the funny. way they the way they handled the center, who you know, yeah, Ryan his Kelly, wife lo- that was lost good. their yeah. child. That that was. I thought, you know, Ursay and the way they handled that and everything, I thought that was really cool. It came off really well in, in terms of the show. And, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously an incredibly tragic thing to lose a child, but just the way the team rallied and they gave him the game ball and, you know, and made mm-hmm. a donation and his his name and everything and the daughter's name. And I thought that was very cool. No, that was great. I mean, that's, and that's, that's one of the compelling parts. I mean, the amazing part about the in-season one, I mean, it's almost like it's twice as long as the one in the preseason. Because, uh, I mean, what, there's usually just like five, maybe six shows at the most in the preseason, and we've had much more than that in the regular season. Yeah, this has been really, really cool. I I think my favorite part was when they announced the Pro Bowlers. Yeah. And especially, oh, yeah. I think it was a defensive back that made it. Didn't they have like yeah, seven anymore? guys or something? They had seven guys. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, was that rocking off sin, or was it uh, Kenny Moore? Or? I think it was Moore. Moore, Moore. okay. Yeah, Kenny Moore. Yeah. Yeah. He was the last one they announced, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was that. That was cool. And then seeing, I don't know the uh, who was it that bought them all the the little scooters. Um, was that? Oh, uh, was that Buckner? Buckner bought them. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. The Forest Buckner. All this, yeah, that was, I mean, they, I don't know. They they come off as really good guys and mm-hmm. very cohesive unit. And then watching them deal with 
you know, watching them get the news of so-and-so tested positive and, oh, man, just th- those reactions being inside the doors, I think is such a cool thing for fans to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like in uh, last night's show, they took it up until, uh, you know, the very end, whether they were going to have, uh, you know, uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback or they're yeah. going to have, you know, it's the, the young guy back at quarterback. Yeah, Ellinger. Ellinger, yeah, Sam Ellinger. Hey John, you got we got Black Monday coming up. I'm yep. sure you've got your uh, your list compiled. Uh-huh. Um, I got 5. You got 5. Okay, who are they? Okay, obviously well, we got already 2, you know, because we got the the Raiders and Jacksonville already open. And so then uh you know, I still think Vic Fangio gets it in Denver. Obviously Matt uh, Nagy gets it in Chicago. And then uh there'll be, you know, probably one more and that uh, I'm trying to think of the team right now, but uh yeah, so Joe, would it be Joe Judge? Do you think? No, no? he's safe. Believe you it or not, safe? he is absolutely safe. Which I'm stunned to be honest oh. with you. So uh, yeah, and um, yeah, so it's like, uh, but uh, you know, five—that's two less than normal. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Dan Campbell. I think a lot of people probably would have said if there was going to be a one and done guy, it would be Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And but they survived. like him. The players like him, so he's staying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you look at, uh, you know, and look, I, we don't know what the drama is going to yeah. be this offseason. But what about some of the big stories? I know in other NFL cities, I'm thinking like uh, the Pittsburgh situation, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Uh, you, you mentioned Denver. What are uh, what are some of the other big stories uh, around the NFL? Well, I mean, the big stories are going to be, you know, what kind of quarterback changes it's going to be. Because it's not a great year for drafted quarterbacks. That's something that's kind of missing from the equation because, you know, the draft quarterbacks are not great. But Pittsburgh's got to figure something out. New Orleans has to figure something out. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Chicago knows what they're going to do. They're going to go to Justin Fields. You know, he'll be he'll be in the mix and he'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be there's going to be a bunch. And, then, you know, is San Francisco going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think they will. Uh, so that's going to be in the mix. How about uh, any of the the hot names as far as head coaches go? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and for for the Seahawks, I've always said Clint Hurt, who's yeah. the D line coach, and I think he's assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's you know you don't hear his name that much, but uh, who are some of the other names out there that you think are in? Well, obviously you got the coordinators yeah. with Tampa. You think that's going to happen this year? Or? I think the left, which has a good chance to get the uh, Jacksonville job. I mean, I think it's going to be him or Doug Peterson. Then, of course, the name is kind of in, two names that are kind of intriguing out there. Is that uh, you know some people, if they do fire uh, Fangio in Denver, think that Dan Quinn could get that job, which mm. would be very interesting. Uh, and then you look over at the Raiders, you know, the Raiders and the Bears. I mean, you know, I think that Jimmy Jim Harbaugh is willing to consider both of those, but he won't consider Chicago just because they're going to take too long trying to make a hire. And so, you know, one thing with the Raiders, you have Mark Davis and Mark Davis and Mark Davis. I mean, he could just make the decision to do what he wants, pay Jim Harbaugh, you know, what he might want, and then get that deal done. So that could be a strong consideration. Boy, I would love to see Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. Sorry, but I just, it just his personality, he's so abrasive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Awkward. So good. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was reading the stories around that when it was first coming out, and everybody that was writing about it anyway, John, was making it sound like, well, this is this is good business. This is his agent driving up his price, trying to, you know, I mean, we constantly see coaches that have, 
you know, five years mm-hmm. left on their deal at the college level, get an extension or get a, you know, some rework contract. And it was sort mm-hmm. of being portrayed as if that's the whole motivation that he wouldn't really end up back in the NFL. Yeah, but I think there's a legitimacy because I, I mean, he's been there eight years. He lost seven of eight games to Ohio State. That hasn't gone over well and got to the point where he had to take a pay cut this year. And I'm sure that uh, knowing Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh taking a pay cut is not going over very well. Didn't he offer to give up some of his money to assistant? I thought that was, I thought that was on him. Oh, whatever. That, that, that it was a gesture by him to to pay his assistants and. Mm-hmm. Hard hard to tell, but again, he's like it's he's still making less than he did in his previous years. We were talking earlier about J.J. Watt being designated yeah. to return um, from IR, John, but Bob was going through what was the the list of injuries? It was like a yeah, labrum. A bicep. Torn bicep and a rotate was a rotator cuff, the third one, I think. Yeah, and this was like in what, October when mm-hmm. he went on the list, but uh, there's he didn't have surgery, right? No, no. How in the yeah. world is this guy healing? He's got it's unbelievable. JJ Watt, we were thinking maybe he's one of those guys that you know, and we know he takes from seeing him on mm-hmm. hard knocks with uh, Houston, he takes really good care of his you know, he's one of these guys that gets in oxygen tents yeah, and yeah. you know, hyperbaric chambers and things like that. But pretty miraculous. I still I still remember I covered his first game, which was remarkable. And of course, I mean what, he was a hockey player, I think, uh, along with being a football player. And you know, you you can see in his first game in the NFL how well he moved. I mean, he moved exceptionally well, and he's had a great career. Now, you know, in the second half of his career, he's had a lot of injuries, but still he's been able to battle through them. And, you know, it's like now can the Cardinals win a playoff game or two so they get him a chance to get back on the field? It's always amazing to me, these families, like the Matthews family, which I thought, yeah. you know, with Clay Matthews and Bruce Matthews, Bruce Matthews was such a good football player. Mm-hmm. My gosh, But, you know, you look at the Mannings and the Watt. I mean, T.J., might be better than JJ. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I mean, you don't think so? No. I mean, yeah. I know he's three mm. times the uh, Steeler most valuable player on defense, and he's probably going to win. You know, he or Micah Parsons are going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. But I mean, JJ Watt was pretty much a Hall of Famer since his second second year and third year. I mean, he was that good. And so, no, I think, and particularly t- to playing on the defensive line. Playing on a 3-4 defense, making that defense, you know, at least when he was healthy, one of the better ones in football, until the team got terrible. Yeah, J.J. Watt with 102. Mm-hmm. He has 292 quarterback hits. Yeah. J.J. Watt six. does? Yeah, J.J. Watt. I, mean, I don't know how that I – mean, I, I hate to quiz you on this, but how's that compared to T.J. Watt? Yeah, I'm – I you, know, you don't have to research it, but again, it's like, uh, but 292, because, I mean, you think about this, I mean, go back to Pittsburgh, and remember back in the 70s, they had a defensive end and a 3-4, Aaron Smith, who was a really, really good 3-4 defensive end, and yet he couldn't make the Pro Bowl, he couldn't get anything else, just because he's a defensive end and a 3-4. I mean, if you're outside linebacker in a 3-4, you're automatically getting a Pro Bowl chance. But, I mean, J.J. Watt earned it because he was that good. Well, he's T.J.'s already got 71 sacks, to answer yeah, your question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 21 and a half this year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, and then 15, 14 and a half, 13, 7. So, and this is after his, what, fifth year. Yeah. And J.J. J. Watt has played 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, 
He's he's on pace to eclipse that by a pretty good margin if you can keep it up. I know, but he's a good one. There's no question about it. John, do you think uh, we we obviously when we ask for questions, we yep. get a lot of Gardner Minshew questions. It, whether it's they want him to come to Seattle, obviously, or elsewhere, is he does he get moved? Does he get another opportunity to start somewhere? I think he does because I saw one story this week. I didn't read it in depth, but I mean, he wanted to have a chance to start in the season finale. You know, particularly with them, you know, clinching the playoff spot and uh, you know get uh, Jalen Hurst some rest and all that stuff. And when they said no, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't too happy about it. And certainly he wasn't happy about being down in Jacksonville and being treated like he was down there. So, yeah, I think that there's a decent chance that they can trade him. And if you're, you know, going to be Howie Roseman, the general manager, I mean, you're going to be looking, you know, to make some trades, to get some draft choices and get some things going like that. So I think there's a chance he can be traded to where I have no idea. You like the Titans in the playoffs, John? I mean, they got yeah. pantsed at home in their opener <laughs> with uh, Arizona. That's yeah, what Chandler yeah. Chandler Jones made the Pro Bowl in that. In that was uh, it five sacks in that game? Five sacks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember everybody was like, oh, he made the Pro Bowl. And I was going, oh, wait, did he? And he did. Yeah. But, well, he makes it every year. I mean, he's had, yeah. since uh, going over to Arizona, he's had more sacks uh, than any other player in the National Football League. Right. More. Yeah, since he's been. And you look at what, what he's done against the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 yeah. and a half sacks in 11 career games. I mean, but. again, that, that's that's a guy that most likely could end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's that good. Yeah. Interesting that Belichick said, nah, get him out of here. Yeah, I know, but that's Belichick. <laughs> I mean, he did did the same thing to Richard Seymour. And what's kind of ironic about that is that, uh, you know, Seymour is up for Hall of Fame vote in the 15, and he does have a decent chance to make it. And so, uh, you know, here's one Hall of Famer that uh, he got rid of, and that's another Hall of Famer he got rid of. And, of course, I mean, he got rid of a real good cornerback and Stephon Gilmore. That's just Bill Belichick. When you had, I mean, he wants to get rid of you before you get too old. Yeah, I mean, it's hey, he he keeps winning Super Bowls, so it's yeah. hard to hard to say you screwed that up. But anywhere mm-hmm. else, they'd be going, "Why would you let that guy go?" I know, uh, John. You doing your show tomorrow? Yeah, eight to eleven. Taking your phone calls. There you go. Calls with the professor tomorrow, and you'll be back on Monday with us. Have a great yes. weekend, John. Okay, thanks. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at seven ten sports. Com. Coming up, will Bobby Wagner acting as his own agent hurt or help his chances of reaching a new deal with the Hawks? Talk about that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.